Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hi, today everyone we have a very fun episode. It's not every day that you meet a man that's making waves and uh, Sam Hills is just the guy for the job. So Sam is the founder of High Five Salon and the infamous Hair Camp. The inaugural Hair Camp 2019 was a -a one-of-a-kind weekend unlike anything in the hair industry, a mixture of summer camp, top-shelf hair education, and the coolest industry conference around. I had the pleasure of attending this event, and I was beyond blown away by the entire event, but also by Sam and his level of humility and work ethic. I saw Sam flipping the rooms in between classes, and he had no ego in sight. Allow me to introduce this enigma of a man, Sam Hills. How's it going, Lindsay? Hey, thanks for having me on today. This is awesome. Thank you for being on. I've been so excited to talk to you. I have been excited to talk to you. And pretty honored that I am that I'm on the podcast today. So thank you. Yeah, no, awesome. And I I know you're a busy guy. And just a week ago today, we were at hair camp. So bring us up to speed. I mean, I know you had said when I talked to you at hair camp that this was a dream of yours from six years ago, and that you shelved the idea. And so kind of tell us a little bit about how this came to be, because it was so awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I've been a stylist for almost 15 years now. I've owned a salon in Cincinnati called High Five Salon for almost nine years now. And so I've been in the industry for a while, um, exposed to all kinds of different education events and stylist opportunities and learning and growing and connecting. And so one of the things that I realized is that whenever I learn, I want to do it with people I trust And I want to do it in an authentic way. And so it was really important to me that if we were going to build out an education event, that we wanted it to feel real. We wanted it to feel like this this cool tribe, this cool community. And so here's where the idea started. We have some good friends in Knoxville, Tennessee. And my friend Jess is one of my wife's best friends. She's a photographer. She's also an entrepreneur. And she uh, and I and our families were vacationing in the mountains of North Carolina at their cabin. And we started to just pitch ideas that weekend. This was six years ago about what would it look like to start to host education for our industry. So her, like I said, she's a photographer. I'm a stylist. What would it look like to host education in a way that felt real and engaging? And so we started to pitch this idea of, of, you know, we were in the mountains, we were in this cabin, and it felt, it felt like camp. What would it look like to create a camp for our industries? So after that conversation and a, you know, a couple bottles of wine and a whole lot of fun, she set off to start a really cool experience called Field Trip. It's for photographers, videographers, graphic designers. And she partnered with some people out in California. And Field Trip has become a massive success. And they hosted at a campground out there called... Al Capitan. Um, It's in the mountains. And it's just, it's a really cool experience. And so that weekend, we walked away with these ideas. I watched her build her dream. And it was really inspiring. And she just kept asking, when's hair camp? When are you doing it? It took a while to get to the point until we were ready. But this, we a few years ago, we said, we're going to do it. 2019, it's going to happen. And so that's really where the idea came from. 
was just weekends with friends and conversation and encouragement. And so, yeah, that's, that's what got us to where we were at this past weekend. That's so awesome. And I want to look that event up. That sounds really cool. It's very cool. What did it take to get this done? Because obviously running a salon is a big deal. Having a family, which I understand that you have, and then putting an event on like this, it just seems like it would be such an undertaking. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you talk to my wife, she will tell you that it was a massive undertaking. You know, once, and I'm sure you're the same way, Lindsay, once an idea gets into your head and you, you visualize it and you see it coming, coming you know, into fruition, it's hard not to run after that thing, especially when you feel like it's really important. And hair camp, hair camp became that for me. It became this thing where I just felt like, man, with, with social media and Instagram and stylists' work constantly happening, I know what a drain it can feel like to, to be a stylist and to, to be pouring out every day and then to come on to really Instagram and try to connect with other people or other people's work, but it just feels two-dimensional. And so I just, it became so important to me that we hosted this event because I think we desperately need community as stylists. We desperately need friendships that feel real and connections that feel real. Because if we can inspire each other on that level rather than just a great image or just a great photograph or a great Instagram page, man, I feel like we can do so much, so much more as a creative. So yes, so yes, that's the motivator for, for, why, for why we're doing this. It's been a lot, and it's taken a village. Fortunately, we have a team that has helped build out Hair Camp that is unbelievable. And I think knowing your strengths, it's easy for me to have vision and ideas and, and have all of that in my head. It's another thing to find people that, can, that are really good at their jobs, and they can help you execute the vision. So we had an incredible team that helps pull off Hair Camp. Everybody's doing their job and doing it really well. So that, that's been a huge part of why it's happening. Right, because I feel like you can have the dream of how you want it to feel, but then actually executing on it feeling like that is, is kind of remarkable. And the fact that you did that and that being at the event, it definitely felt like that. I was talking to one of the counselors and she said, you've got you've to ask him how he picked us because she said that the group of people that you put together from like all over the country to be leaders at the event, they didn't, a lot of them didn't know each other. And they just, they, she said that they clicked like they had been friends forever. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, hair camp, it's not a cool kids club, right? It's not, no. it's not like, oh, you've got 20,000 followers or you've got this perfect feed or your work is flawless. What it is, is it's people that just want community. And so if that's you, then come like, that's who we are. And so what we looked for in our camp counselor is people that are highly invitational. People that, no matter who, whether they're at the grocery or behind the chair or talking to their friend, like they just invite people into relationship. And so it's really important to me that our camp counselors were experts in being invited. That's why we picked the counselors we did is because just who they, who they are as people, they just invite people in. And we knew that if they were highly invitational, if our staff was highly invitational, then when campers started showing up on Saturday morning, there wasn't going to be this pretense where they had to feel like they had to, you know, there was this rite of passage or like I have to be cool enough or pretty enough or sexy enough or the right, like I have to do the right work to be here. No, like if you show up and you're ready as, and you're ready to, to learn and to grow, then that's the only prerequisite you need. 
as a stylist to come to Hair Champ. If you show up like that, then like you're, you're a part of the tribe. We want you here. We need you here. We're all a part of something bigger than ourselves when it comes to Hair Camp. And so if, if you show up wanting to be a part of that, then like come on in. Join the tribe. Yeah, because whenever I've gone to hair events or retreats or anything like that, I'm always like, what am I going to wear? Like I need to get something kind of black. And yeah. I tend to dress like a camper. Right? So I was like, this is ideal. Perfect for you. I wear a denim tuxedo, a Canadian tuxedo every day. I love denim. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Lindsay, I, you were, you were there. So you experienced this. Yes. Like that was something we had hoped for. One of my favorite things. So 90% of our campers are female, right? And, and I've worked with women my entire career. I I own a salon. We have a lot of, of women that work at the salon. And I think one of the things that comes with being in a, such an image driven industry is that there is this insecurity that comes with that. And so if we, if we make, if there's a prerequisite for how you look and how you present yourself, then we're not going to get someone's true self. We're going to get somebody who is the dressed up version, the photoshopped version, the all black attire version of that person. But like that's a layer between them and connection with, with, with our community. And so what we want to do is like say, Hair camp is not about that. It's not about putting on your four-inch heels and traipsing back and forth between the hotel and the convention center and going clubbing afterwards. It's really, truly come as you are. What I loved is on Saturday morning, people showed up, you know, and they, they were bringing it, right? We, we've got a good-looking crew of campers, I, if, yeah. I, if I do say so myself. I'll be but what I loved is by su- Sunday night at that dance party, it wasn't about how styled your hair was, what your makeup looked like your attire, what it was, was it was people who were friends that trusted each other, just letting go and having a blast. Man, that party was such a, such an amazing moment for me because I realized there's people here that feel safe. They feel known. They feel okay. And, and to be able to create a space like that for people is just, it's powerful. It was, it was so fun to get to be a part of. Well, I mean, my assistant's from Puerto Rico and I saw her like come out of her shell at that party People were like, is she always like this? And I said, no, but I knew it was in there. I love it. She was like, it's not even cold here. I'm like, you're always cold. How are you wearing a Boy Scout Puerto Rican t-shirt right Right, now? Right, I loved it. And it was awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah, so when it came to picking the different educators and the speakers, was that a lot like picking the the counselors? Or how did you even, because that was an amazing group of people also. Yeah, education, it's a top-down culture. So for sure, our educators have to come in with this mindset of humility, this mindset of serving the students, because as an educator, I mean, it's so disarming to your students if you walk in and you have a humble, a humble posture. People feel like they can, they can trust you and they can learn from you. That was one of the really important things to me. Also diversity in our educators. We had colorists, we had hair cutters, we had stylers, and really tried to get a mix all across the board of what they were bringing and teaching. And then also just looking at their work. I mean, we really wanted to go after people who were top-notch, people who just, you know, they shine, whether they've been doing it for years or they've got that, that just that certain je ne sais quoi that, like, you know, even though they're young in the industry, they're still just slaying it right now. So finding a really well-curated group of educators, that's always going to be a hill that we die on as hair camp. And every year what we're excited about doing is looking for and finding those educators that are out there slaying right now. We want the big names, but at the same time, we want these indie artists 
that are doing great work, that are really good at communicating their work to others. And we want to give them a place and a voice at Hair Camp as well. Think of it like a music festival where we've got big artists, you know, that you would maybe see on your main stage. And then we've got these great indie artists that are being discovered and they're growing. And Hair Camp is a place for them to kind of get their feet wet and get their voice out there. That's so cool. And it's aspirational because it's why, why can't I do that exactly. if other people are exactly. doing it? And so many of our campers, yeah. you know, some of our campers are educators and they're attending and they're seeing these, these really, these, uh, these peers in the industry and they're saying, oh yeah, I can totally communicate like she did or like he did. Or, you know, yeah. I can see myself teaching. And, and I think we're realizing people are having those ahas as well. It's like, not only are they growing technically, but they're also growing as communicators because of hair camp, which is so cool. Yeah, totally. And so as far as like communicating and everything, I took the, the, the leadership course that you had, yeah. and I think you were in there for a lot of it yeah. too. And so how did you put together such a cool mix of education and then like inspiration, downtime, and then like as a salon owner and like a newer leader, I love that I got to spend time with other people like in the trenches with me. So how did you even set that up? Yeah. So if, as, as Lindsay, as you get to know the inner workings of hair camp more and more, the thing that I, I don't want to do is I, we, I want to, I want to invite experts in. And so I don't want to just have people that can only speak to the hair industry. What, what we've loved to do is bring in people from inside the industry who are experts but also people that are experts from outside the industry. So the class you're talking about was our salon owner session. My friend Sarah Singer, who's just an amazing leadership coach, came in and led that for us. And she has less context for the hair industry and more context for what it looks like to be a good leader and a good communicator. And so, you know, we, I learn just as much, if not more, from people that aren't hairstylists as I do from people who are. So I love, I love combining just the world of creativity and experts and leadership with our hair industry and inviting both voices in to, to teach us and to, to help us grow. Yeah, it was just really cool to be able to connect with other people struggling with similar things as you and just have this space because I've been at a lot of classes, but I've never been in a room with people that are in my shoes with similar struggles and then partnering up with them and being able to run through things and be like, oh my God, if I had done it like that... <laughs> That would have been a beautiful moment. I totally missed this. Yeah. 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 And, and th that community piece, like right there, like that's why we do hair camp. It's not so we can all just show up and be autonomous because now you've got connections, you've got allies in the industry, other salon owners that now you can draw from. And, and instead of, you know, meeting them next year at hair camp, it's a DM now on Instagram being like, hey, girl, I know you were in that, that class with me. I'm struggling through, remind me of what Sarah taught us. Like, can you help me process through this? Like, that's what we want to come out of hair camp are those sort of relationships and community. Yeah, because when they said like, you know, what are your three leadership kind of struggles and someone next to me goes, what are yours? Yeah. And I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be vulnerable so then someone else will be vulnerable. Uh -huh. And that's what I feel like hair camp was kind of like. And it felt like I heard, um, I think it was Brianna said, I feel like I never, I went to camp growing up, but I never, I always was kind of the weird kid, odd kid out wearing a different outfit and I never went to camp. And so hair camp definitely fulfilled my, like all my dreams of what camp would be like. And I'm glad I waited till I went with people like me. Exactly. You found your tribe. Yeah, I found my tribe. And I don't mean like live in a little bubble with only people that think what you think, because that's not what it was. Right. It was more just like being around people that were comfortable in their skin so you could walk into the dining hall by yourself and not be like 
oh, where, where are the three sets of eyes I know? Right. No, it was kind of like, I can go by myself in here. And if I don't, if I don't see someone I know, then I'm going to meet a new friend. And it was just like, that's when I realized like, wow, what a growth moment that like old Lindsay would have walked in here and been like, I don't know anyone. I'm not even that hungry. I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah. I'm going to dip out of here. Yeah. Like I, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to do the archery option. Right. But it was just, it was so nice to, to get to connect with people. And there were a few people that I was like, wait a minute, I already follow your salon. And that was like so cool. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, like you were in Washington. How do I follow right. you? I love it. I love it. I mean, if, yeah, it was so if cool. All we, if all hair camp, if the only purpose it served was creating friendships and allies within the industry, then it would all be worth it. Like if that is the only thing we did, then I would feel like, because we desperately need that. I know as a salon owner, man, I'm, I'm reaching out to my friends and allies in the industry when I'm working through a problem. Or as a stylist, I'm looking to people I know and trust to teach me how to get better at what I do. And so I, I love hearing the stories of people that made new connections, that made new friendships. Because like I said, if that's all Hair Camp is for, then like, you better believe I'm going to be doing this for a long time because that's such a blast to see. Yeah, totally. And I felt like for me, I like taking classes, not even because, oh, I needed this new technique, but more I love leaving, having been around someone inspired in this industry. And then I can take back with me that inspiration because it can become kind of humdrum. And I felt like a lot of hair camp to me felt very lifestyle based yeah. from the standpoint of I don't have to grind and grind and grind. Like it can feel good along the way. And that's kind of the shift I've been making in my business. And then to be around, kind of feel like there's more to life than just hair and that it can be an awesome vehicle to like give back and do good. But it just felt like I don't even cut hair. And I was like, I'm going to mindful cutting because I want to be around someone that's thinking about things differently and seeing, seeing hair as like having it feel a certain Absolutely. way. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. It's so cool. So as far as the dance party goes, I had, I had thought that, I saw you with your mask on, dancing with your wife, and I have to know, like, what was going through your head? Because here you've pulled off this dream, this idea, this, you, you, you made the whole thing up in your head. And then you're dancing at this party with your wife, and it was, it was just like, I didn't go to college, but I picture it to be kind of like a kegger yeah. at a college. <laughs> But like one like that I like it's like oh it was just so awesome and I was like are you crying behind your mask tears of joy or what was happening? Yeah, so um, to kind of talk through the mask, the the dance party was a Wes Anderson specifically Moonrise Kingdom themed dance party, and I love how people brought it. Like the costumes were amazing. Oh yeah, kind of this nineteen sixties like camp look. And so being a Wes Anderson fan, I went off script a little bit, and I came Lisa and I came as the fantastic Mr. and Mrs. Fox. Um, and so I had on that Fox mask. Man, Sunday night, that was a culmination of, of a year and a half of work, right? And really six years of an idea. And so what was so cool is, is I was intimately involved in every detail. And I told our design team, I don't want to know what the dance party looks like, is set up like. I'm going to show up and I'm going to come 30 minutes late to it intentionally so I can walk into this moment and like, it's, it's already happening because I, you know, I wanted there to be that surprise and Sunday night was a chance to just let go. And yeah, there was a lot of tears happening behind that Fox mask. There was just, it just felt like such a relief and such a, such a celebration. We've all been in those, those dancing moments, whether it's been to a club or something like that. There's always, there's always a little bit of insecurity on the dance floor. And man, that did not, that wasn't there that night. 
I always have that insecurity and I didn't have it either. Yeah. Maybe it was the glow sticks that I used as props. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I definitely was like, I had so much fun with my assistant. We've never like gone dancing together. And I was like, we are just so in our element here. And that's never happened to me on a I dance just, floor. Yeah, like people just let loose and it was such a blast. You know, that moment, one of, one of the highlights of the weekend. So that night, Jeremy Cowart, a friend, a photographer, he's, he has zero context for for hair, but he has a, he has an amazing context for taking creative work and making an impact on people's lives. So he talked to us that night about that, about his journey with really believing that he's possible. And when he got rid of the things that made him, that stood in the way of him believing he was possible, just the, how that opened things up for him. And so what we did after his talk is that everyone took a chance to just had a chance moment to write down in the back of their field guides, what's standing in the way of you and your dream or you and believing that you're possible or that you can or that you're worth it? What insecurity, what lie is there? Everybody wrote those things down. They threw them into a basket up front. It was fun because it was like that camp moment. And so uh, from stage, I just said, all right, guys, we're leaving this at camp. But what I loved was at the end of that dance party, you know, bringing that basket on the dance floor and saying, guys, we're leaving this at camp. This stays here. And everybody was just cheering, and we, I held the basket above my head, and we walked out to the fire, and we dumped it in as everybody's chanting, burn it, burn it. And all those things just got burnt away and left at camp. Man, that was a powerful moment. Like, we believe we experienced that weekend and that we wanted to take into our jobs and back home with us um, and into this next year. So awesome. And I felt like Jeremy's talk felt like it was three minutes long because I was just so into it. He's so good. I don't know if he was up there for 25 minutes or what, but I was like, how is it over? Right. Like he just started talking. Hey, Jeremy's not a hairstylist. How, how much can we relate to what he's done and say, okay, I'm doing that in my world. I'm making an impact in my world. I loved, I loved inviting people in to tell, share their stories like yeah. So was that all so thought out or did it just kind of like naturally flow from there? Cause I mean, you knew he was going to talk, you knew you, we were doing the dance party, but did you, did you know it was all going to flow so well and so like on brand, not that, cause it was so authentic, but it just feels like, how could you have planned that? I mean, ev oh. everything was intentionally curated. We knew the moments that we wanted people to experience. I, I love stories. I love narr narratives. And we wanted to, mm -hmm. we want Hair Camp to invite people into this three-day narrative where you start and we know you're coming in literally and figuratively carrying stuff. And we want, by the end of Hair Camp, that you're just leaving feeling lighter or more courageous. And I'll tell you what, it's, everyone needs that dose of courage. Everyone needs that, that moment to feel brave. But it, it's, you know, within our industry, sometimes it's hard to feel like, like you're getting that support. And what we want Hair Camp to be is we want it to be that dose of courage. Just to say, this is a safe place. Come grow, learn, experience, and leave just charged up and ready to go take on and tackle whatever's in front of you this year. Whether it's owning and running a salon, whether it's just building your, your, your techniques as a colorist or a hair cutter, whether it's, it's, you know, maybe it's just more relationship or maybe it's just seeing yourself in a new, more forgiving way or more new loving, your, loving yourself more. But like we want, we want Hair Camp to, to, to take you to a place where you're going to have that moment and you're going to get that dose of courage. Right, because I definitely have taken classes or been at events where I think 
you know, the person kind of tells you how they're doing their life or how they run their business. And you think, oh my gosh, like I could never, or that would be so hard for me, or I could never say that out loud. Or, and I feel like I never once felt like that at hair camp. And I left there being like, I can be a great leader. I can, I can support other stylists and I can, I can do all these things and they're not out of reach for me. So I feel like it definitely like, like the fact that you like were so thoughtful and the highly invitational people, so thoughtful and just like the lead burning your, your, you know, just all of that stuff is just like, it's so cool to hear that there's just the amount of intention that went into this because it wasn't lost on anyone. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and some, you know, we can only plan for so much, but like some of the magic moments were these impromptu magical special moments. We had different but the same, they're a, they're an indie husband and wife duo that did some music for us all weekend. Um, oh, the Johnny Swim oh number, gosh, really? Right. Diamonds? I mean, unbelievable. Diamonds, yeah. What was really cool was after on Saturday night, they posted up at the pavilion um, in front of the fireplace, and they did like an hour and a half of just covers, and it ended up to a, it ended up being a sixty person sing along oh um, with God. everyone kind of like snuggled up around blankets and like in front of this fireplace. And they're doing 80s, 90s, and 2000s covers. And, like, I could hear the group of campers singing at the rec center, which is a quarter mile away. I could hear them singing because it was, oh. it was this magic moment. We didn't plan for that, but those guys were like, hey, we're going to go down there. We're going to start playing. If people show up, great. I w- so I walked down there towards the end, and you've got Brianna Cisneros. She's got, mm-hmm. she's got what, 150, maybe 200,000 followers on Instagram. Yep. She does celebrity colors. She's one of the kind of most sought after educators in the industry right now, she snuggled up under a blanket with another camper and they're just singing Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, I, she's the real deal. I'm like, okay, this is why hair camp is special. It's because like Brianna's not in her cabin hiding away from, from campers with this rock star mentality. Like she was all in. And so that gave, that gave everyone else through that leadership or just even that act that example permission to just be all in too so like those little moments there were so many of those times throughout the weekend whether it was seeing educators in the mess hall having dinner or it was friends on a bench talking or seeing like you know somebody dangling from the zip line zipping through the woods like I just love seeing everyone have just this really cool unique experience yeah that's so awesome and they do I always like to say that like you said like leadership starts at the top so you pick leaders like that that are going to be one with the people and they're not keeping this like you said this separation that you so often see at classes where you're like you know it almost feels like they're on a different level than you and like what puts you on the same level like singing Wonderwall in a camp blanket? Right, right exactly. You know, that's living. That's living, girl. Yeah, that's so awesome. So would you say that, that you had a favorite moment or was it just all of it was awesome? It's, it's honestly hard to unpack. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I, that opening ceremony when Arielle did her spoken word piece, she introed with that, that four-minute poem that she wrote. Man, that was, was awesome. That was, I loved because everybody was kind of didn't know what to expect. That set intention for the weekend, and I watched. I watched all of your faces as I was standing there on stage, watching her, and just watch things just melt away. That was a really cool moment. The dance party was great. Man, I mean, there's so many great. Well, moments. I mean, that costume you had on, oh, on. that didn't suck yeah. either. Well, just wait. I mean, bigger and better next year, right? So. Oh my God, <laughs> this, the bar's been set high. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not gonna give you too much away, but. Uh, 
you know, my camp director outfit. Let's just say those shorts might get a little shorter this next year. They were, they were conservatively long, but I mean, you were making a first impression and when in doubt, I think you'd go long. Listen, I, if if you ask me one regret I had this year, it was that those shorts were too long. So, um, I mean, you can't, you can't win them all. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. I got to let these babies out. You know what I mean? These, these Midwest thighs need to breathe, so. Yeah, no, there was not much room for that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so you had posted on Instagram after everything, it was all worth it. Yeah. And is that just like the undertone of all of it? Just like the sacrifice, the work, it was, it was all just worth Absolutely. it. Without question. I mean, did, did, I, did I have an expectation that hair camp would go a certain way? Absolutely. Did it exceed every single one of those? Without question. And what I loved is the things for me that I was trying to control the things that I felt like it's really important that we do this a certain way. When those things didn't go as planned and I watched even greater magic happen than I had anticipated, man, like I, I loved putting on this thing that I was only 70% in control of. In those moments where it took a different direction, a different turn, I just, I loved the process of letting go of that and getting out of its way. You know, and so right. I'm excited to see what hair camp becomes. You know, I've got I've got so many ideas for where we're taking this thing. And believe me, I'm going to be at the helm. But I also want to step out of the way of putting too much control or pride or expectations on something that, like, I think that if your ideas are there and our educators' ideas are there and our campers' ideas, if, if we can express that through that experience, it's going to become something bigger than all of us. And that's what I'm excited about. So is that kind of one of the number one things you learned through the whole process is that you, it's not so fragile that like having the cooler look like this with these kind of drinks in it or whatever, like that, that, that it's not so fragile that you're like this vehicle for this amazing idea. And then just like what it's, it comes through you and to let go of. Yeah. I mean, if, if I just know that if I hold things too tightly, then like it, they feel constrained, they feel restricted. And so I, I think like for me, the big learning is just hold things with an open hand, just let them sit in there and and we need to breathe life into things. We need to go hard after things. We need to make sure that we are constantly pushing towards that idea or that dream. But I would also say that if you control things too deeply, it will never become, it, it'll never become more than you. It'll never become more than what you can hold in your hands because you're not, you're not willing to let it get bigger than that if you're holding it too tightly. So yeah. I, God, that is so good. <laughs> I'm just like holding both of my hands open right now. Like... Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's what I'm going to do with this idea. And I just, I think anybody else who wants to join me in that, like, I invite you to do that. I'm just going to hold my hands out and just say, I'm going to hold hair camp really loosely. And we're just going to see where this thing goes. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I'm already signed up for next year and I'm pumped. Oh, we cannot wait to have you back. Honestly, that's just it. Think about, so we had, we had 200 campers there. And to have you there on its own, is such a massive honor. And so to know that like, we've got you like all in, uh, like it's just it, like, that's what makes it special. And I don't camp. Are you kidding? <laughs> like now I'm like every year, what if, what if me and Marianne and like, as our team grows and then we saw those jackets you had oh, on, man, like yeah. the salon on the back and we've been Googling jackets and we're like, we need, we need gear. Yeah. Like we can't go without gear. Okay, here's some pro tips for creating some awesome pro branded tips. swag. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about okay, that. So I'm currently wearing a high five salon jacket. 
high fives in anybody. <laughs> yeah. I, what I do, I scope out the sale rack at Target. I snag a, oh my I snag God. a jacket. And then I either go to Michael's and get like felt letters and like iron them on. Or I go to my friend who's a screen printer and I have them screen print on the back of the jackets. And it's just such a fun way to like represent whether it's a flannel or a denim jacket or whatever, but you got to create some, some salon swag for LeMay. Yeah, no, I mean, we can't come back. I mean, frankly, I'm embarrassed. Uh, you got you to bring it next year, girl. I want to see like full on LeMay, like velvet jumpsuits or something. Yeah, I, I thought having like Chuck Taylor's was enough, but now I feel just frankly, it's just, it's just, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, listen, I like, I, you could go all out. I mean, like there's so many, there's so many possibilities. Yeah, you're telling me. But yeah, so what would you say to someone who has a dream inside of them that they're, they're not going after, they're shelving? I mean, it always feels like a lot. It always does. So if you're waiting on it to get easy, if you're waiting on, on timing, if you're waiting on the right factors to fall into place, honestly, they never will. And so what you have to mm-hmm. do is you have to push right through those things and you just have to go for it. You have to be okay with failing and you have to be with, okay with failing over and over and over. But if you give yourself grace and permission to fail, if you give yourself just just the encouragement and the trust in yourself to say, I'm going to figure this out. Like I'm going to, I'm going to push through. And then you also surround yourself with people that do the same thing for themselves and others. Then like, you're going to see it happen. Like it's going to happen. It's a formula. Following dreams is a formula, but the, the, the biggest killer of dreams is ourselves and that self doubt. And so you just have to be okay with saying, listen, I'm going to push towards this idea, and and at the end of the day, it's going to look different than it does today, but that's okay, and as long as I keep driving towards that thing, I give myself permission to fail. On the other side of it, man, like, it's so much bigger than you ever think it could be. So, yeah, for for people out there that are are scared, like, following a dream is sobering. It should be. It's also humbling, because you're going to fail, right? Like, you've got to, you've got to right now get rid of pride, because that's going to kill your dream. Right now, you've got to get rid of that little voice in your head that says you can't. Or if somebody else has told you that, you got to get rid of that. Like that's that's got to go. And every time it creeps back in, you've got to continue to remind yourself, like, no, I'm possible. I've got this. I can do this. Because it's not if you fail, it's when. Like that's a part of this process. But what happens in, yeah. in failure and in that brokenness is that we don't completely snap. We bend. And, you know, I, I, I did this study one time on, on failure. Um, and there was this, there's this biodome out in the desert. And they created this artificial ecosystem for trees to, to grow. So what would happen is that they, they created the perfect scenario, perfect amount of rain and sunlight. And this, the, at, at face value, everything was as lush and as perfect as it could have been. What happened is that there was no wind inside of this experiment because it was a, it was a dome. So there was no wind introduced mm-hmm. to these plants and specifically these trees. What happened is that whenever they would experience force, they would snap and they'd break. But in nature, in this natural setting, when you look at a tree, it's constantly having these opposing forces on it. And so like, what ends up happening at a, at a, at a micro level is whenever wind resists against a tree, it creates strength within the fibers. The tree actually becomes, becomes stronger. 
So what happens then, instead of just, you know, when, when something strong comes against it, it doesn't just snap. It actually becomes stronger and can withstand more. And I think following a dream is the same way, is that I love whenever, that. whenever we, we are following dreams and we resist, we have this resistance come against the idea of ourselves. It's not about like, okay, this is snapping me and I'm going to break. It's that it's a chance to grow and to get stronger and to be able to handle more and more. And so when the storms do come, because they will, and when the wind blows, because it's going to happen, we are more prepared and able to withstand them. So I would just say, like, dreams, it's all about, it's all about bending and not breaking and, and just, you know, getting stronger and stronger as a dreamer. I love that so much, and I have a suggestion. I think you should teach a Formula for Dreams course okay. at Hair Let's Camp by I you because I would love to take it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, that's just, uh, that's, I would like to leave the campers with that today. Maybe we can make that happen. Maybe not. But I just think that is so inspirational and everyone has a dream, whether it's to have a hair camp of their own or whatever it is. And just knowing that it's possible and like being around people that are chasing their dreams is the kind of people I want to be around. Absolutely. Me too, Lindsay. Too. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. And we'll have Hair Camp's info in the show notes and your info and High Five Salon's info. But thank you for taking oh the time because I know you're really it's busy. It's a complete honor. And um, to be a dude on an amazing podcast that encourages women, like I, I want you to, I want to thank you for, for having me be a part of this. It's a really special treat. My pleasure. And I don't know when there'll be another guy because it's not every day a man makes waves. I love it, Lindsay. Thank you so much. 